Welcome to Kuhau Podcast. We thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening in with us, we want you to know that you are a part of a new loving family. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you and transforms your life. Now stay tuned for today's message. Colossians chapter 1 verse 16 and it says everything got started in him and finds its purpose in him. Everything got started in him and finds its purpose in him. And what we're going to dive into today is a passage of scripture that is very familiar. Many of us know this passage of scripture. Uh, We've heard many speakers speak about this passage of scripture and unpack the gems and the jewels that are in this scripture. But isn't it beautiful that God's word We can read it over and over and God could speak to us a new message from the very same text. Isn't that awesome that God's word is not just words on a piece of paper, but that it is living and it is spirit. God's word can speak to us today like it did yesterday. And today's passage of scripture, like I said, it's a familiar passage of scripture and it's found in Luke chapter 10. It says, and Jesus and his disciples were on their way. And he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him and had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. Look at the person next to you. Tell him listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, do you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. I love Jesus. He says, Martha, Martha. The Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things. But few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better everybody shout better Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her I want to give you the title to today's message and I want you to shout it out to the person next to you tell them are you ready to listen to what God has to say now but tell them like you mean tell them are you ready Come on, act like you had your Wheaties. Tell them like you had that Shaolin, Staten Island attitude. Tell them, are you ready to listen to what God has to say? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word that is alive. We thank you, God, that you speak to us even right now. That, Lord, this word is not just information that our minds are processing. But it is a word that is transforming our very hearts, ultimately our very being. We thank you, Lord, that we get to hear some amazing worship and tune in into worship. That we're not just listeners of worship, but we are participators of worship, God. Such an amazing worship team. Thank you, Lord God. Father, I pray that, again, that this word may change the way we walked in here today. That it may be a word that will impact our Monday, our Tuesday, our Wednesday. We love you, Lord. Thank you that I get the privilege to pastor such an amazing church. And uh, I'm married to the most gorgeous woman on the planet, Lisa Remedios. 
Jesus' name we pray. And everybody says amen. Come on, one more time. Can we give God some praise in this house? I don't get tired of giving God some praise. Um, I truly believe that God uses relationships to make you more like Jesus. I truly believe that God uses relationships to learn uh, some lessons in life. I, I've discovered and I've learned so much in marriage. I've learned so much in relationships. I've learned that men and women, I don't know if you know this, but I've learned that men and women are different. Amen? I've learned that men and women are different. I mean, we love differently. We argue differently. We, our brains are wired differently. You know what I'm talking about? Like a woman, I don't know if you know this, but a woman's brain is wired to uh, do unrelated tasks all at the same time without skipping a beat. Have you noticed that a woman can, uh, she can be on the cell phone while simultaneously cooking a brand new recipe that she's never made before, all the while being on her cell phone and not missing not one ingredient. Did you notice that a woman's brain is wired, that she can be walking and talking at the same time while simultaneously putting up our lipstick and mascara with absolute precision and not skip a meat? Meanwhile, you talk to a man while he's shaving and he will cut himself. Oh, the men know exactly what I'm talking Don't talk to me while I'm shaving. I will have to shave this whole beard off. Uh, you will talk to a man while he's driving, and he will miss that turn. You know, you know what I'm talking about? And, and what I've also discovered is that women, they, they talk for different reasons. Uh, um, they talk for different reasons. Like a woman speaks. The reason that a woman talks is because she wants to hear this. I'm, I'm going to save some relationships right now, and if you're single, Take notes. Women, they speak to, hear this, to express themselves and to build intimacy in relationships. They, they speak because they want to pour out their heart. Can you imagine a, 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 a man coming to another man talking about, listen, I just want to pour out my heart to you. That, man, that other man will listen to what he says. He will smack him and ask him, are you Okay. Why? Because we, we, we communicate differently. A woman wants to express herself. And, 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 and I've noticed in throughout the years that my wife just wants to speak to me. And newsflash, men, newsflash, hear me. It's not for you to fix them. Whew. It's not for you to fix them. Did you know, did you know that ladies want to communicate to you? Hear this, hear this. Just, I don't know if we got that word. Do we got that word? Do we got that word? Listen. No, we don't have it. If we don't have it, it's okay. W women communicate just so that you will listen. What? No, 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 no. No, you thought that they communicated because they valued your answer. They thought you had the answer. Nah, sucker. They just want you to listen. Oh, you thought they valued your opinion. No, sucker. They just want you to listen. They have this beautiful expectation. Now, I thought it was because my wife had, you know, she wanted to talk to me, and she wanted to share her burdens of her heart, and I was already, you thought it was, you, your mind was already in planning mode. You were executing a strategy. You already knew. You had a four-point power presentation on how to resolve everything that she was just talking to you about, but she just wanted you to listen. And it starts like this. Can I share something with you? 
See, now here's where more, most men, my wife comes to me and she says, honey, can I share something with you? And, 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 and I thought that that, that that question had multiple choice answer. It doesn't. <laughs> See, because here's where most men go wrong. Most men go wrong because they think that there's this choice, there's multiple choice. There is only one answer to this question, and that's yes, baby, yes, honey, absolutely, of course, all in the affirmative notions, okay? All right? So, you see, what, what, when, uh, this is where most men go wrong when your wife tells you, can I share something with you? Hey, newsflash, say yes, okay? Because if you think it's not right now, oh, no, baby, you can't. You're ruined for the rest of your relationship. I'm just telling you that right now. Because she will take that uh, situation, put it in the back of her mind, and you thought it disappeared and it was gone. But she will bring it up that day that you need her, that day that you are sick in bed because you caught the flu. She will remember. Oh, you don't remember that you didn't want to hear what I had to share? I was about to pour out my heart. I was about to share with you, and you said, not right now. Listen, when a lady says, can I share something with you? If you are watching TV, you shut it off. If you're on the phone call, you hang up. If you're eating, you put the fork down and you say yes baby what is it that I can help you with let me hear the depths of your heart that's what you do that's where we go wrong we actually think now I just want to help some guys out when my wife says hey can I share something with you always in the affirmative and I want to help you out because I've mastered this thing check it out you sit down fellas pay attention lean into your seat right now I'm about to save some relationships you 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 your wife comes and you don't say a word. All you have to do, check it out, it's easy. All you have to do is nod your head and squint. You squint. And, and here, here, here's the deal. You, can, you, you have to use two-word answers, okay, hear me. Two-word answers. This is, a, this is a recipe right here. I'm helping you. Darren, I'm helping you out right now. Frank, I'm helping you out right now. Ruben, you single. I'm setting you up for success right now. You, 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 you squint, and you can only speak two words at a time. See, you can't say one word because then she thinks you won't care. And you can't say three words because then you're already talking too much. You have to say two words. You have to say two words in periodic times. And they're okay. Two words. All you have to say is, oh, wow. Next word, next word. Just wait a couple of minutes. Just wait a couple of minutes. She's going to be talking to you. For real? And then, the, and then the, here's what. That's crazy. <laughs> That's all you have to do. All you have to do is lean in. Nod your head. Squint your eyes. Oh, wow. For real? That's crazy. 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 That's crazy. All the men, oh, wow. For real? That's crazy. Let's give the men a round of applause real quick. And men, men fellas, fellas, I promise you, your lady, when you are done, you don't have to say a word. Oh, wow. For real? That's crazy. 
And maybe for an extra, you could throw this one in there. But you knew that, right? I knew, right? Listen, don't, don't even try to defend the person that she's talking about. Don't even try. Why? Men, blink at me if you're in trouble right now. I'm helping you out. And so, and so uh, uh, at the end of this monologue, <laughs> she would look at you. She would kiss you on the cheek because that's intimacy. Let me kiss you on the cheek. See, lips is sexual. They're not down with that right now. Right here. Kiss on the cheek. And she would say, thank you for listening. Oh, the ladies say, amen. Thank you for listening. What? I had a whole PowerPoint presentation. And I've learned that's all you have to do in a relationship when your wife says, can I share something with you? Now, what am I saying? If you learn how to listen to your wife, you will have an amazing marriage. But likewise, hear me, if you are a follower of Jesus, let me tell you, in the same way that if you learn how to de develop the listening skills to hear your wife out, in the same manner, if you learn how to listen to the voice of God, your life will be dramatically Change. You will live the kind of life, you, a greater life than you can ever dream of. I'm talking about the moment you give your life to Jesus, we all have access to listen to the voice of God. Amen. Woo! And I don't know about you, but I know that the voice of God has power. I don't, know, I don't know if you've ever heard the voice of God for your life or if you ever heard the voice of God in your life. But I want to let you know that the same voice that spoke the stars into motion and the galaxies and the planets that orbit, the, the same God that spoke your life into existence, guess what? That's the same voice that you can tap into. The moment you say, Jesus, come into my life, you have forgiven me of my sins, guess what? You have access to heaven. If you you believe that in this place come on there's anybody in this place that has access to heaven that says thank you God that I can hear from you and I just think that when it comes to life on purpose here's the truth life on purpose is completely committed to hearing from God life on purpose is completely committed to and connected with Hearing from God. We see this throughout the scripture. When we see uh, people with the purpose of God over their life, it's people who were not deaf to the voice of God. It's people who have heard the voice of God. People who look at Moses, he was called to set the people of Israel go, but, but you look at Moses, Moses was hearing from God. When you look at someone like Daniel, Daniel was an interpreter of dreams, but guess what? Daniel was hearing from God. When you look at Abraham, Abraham was a father. His purpose was to be a father of many nations. But Abraham was hearing from God. I, I don't know about you, but I need to hear from God. <laughs> look at the person next to you. Tell them, I need to know. See, because if you're ever going to see the finish line of your calling, you must develop the ability to listen to God. If you're ever going to reach the finish line of your calling with the Apostle Paul, he says, I have run the race and I have finished the course. If you're ever going to reach that finish line, 
You got to learn how to listen to the voice of God. I need to know. Someone shout, I need to know. I need to know. I need to know. I don't know about you, but I need to know if I'm following right God correctly. I need to know if I'm falling off track. I need to know if I'm going the wrong way. God, I need to know if this is the person you have for my life. I don't know about you, but there are some questions that are deeper than others, and there are some questions that, like I need, I need to know the details of my life, but I also know that there are some life-altering decisions that need to be made. And man, how many times have we made decision after decision after decision absent of the voice of God? Uh, I need to know if, if, should I pursue this career or should I start my own business? I need to know, should I rent right now and save up to buy a house or should I, I need to know if I should live here or live here. I need to know if I, if I need to move to another state. I need to know these details of my life because there are life altering questions. I can't tell you how many times I've seen people and I've counseled marriages where you know that that person made a, 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 a drastic decision and it was a decision absent from the voice of God. Someone shout, I need to know. I need, I need to know the details of what God has for me because the voice of God has the power to radically transform the direction of your life. See, because there's no issue that is beyond a word from God. Did you know that? See, I don't care where you are this morning, but there's no issue in your life that is beyond the word of God. There's no marriage that can't be turned around from hearing the word of God. There's no financial crisis that you could be experiencing that can't be transformed by hearing the word of God. Oh, you're sick? Oh, you got an illness? Guess what? There's no illness that cannot bow down to hearing the voice, whoo, come on, of God. I need to know, I need to hear the voice of God in my life. I, I, it's the very thing that he breathed inside of humanity when he created humanity. He, he, he breathed of himself. What came out of God's mouth was inhaled by humanity. And so it is no wonder that when we hear the voice of God, it's like we run to it because something within us is groaning, is yearning to hear the voice of God. Some of us are stressed out. Some of us have been on medication. Some of us have been struggling. It's not because you're sick. It's not because you're not taking care of yourself. It's not because you're not going to the gym. It's because your soul has been absent from hearing the voice of God. I'm preaching to someone here today. I think I'm preaching better than you. Amen. And someone shout amen in this house. And I want to give you, I want to give you two things. I really want to be practical today. I want to give you two, two things today that I believe will be two things that would allow God to speak to you. I want, I want to give you two things where you're going to learn how to hear from God today. Is anybody, is anybody looking forward to hearing from God? Come on, if you, come on, you, you, you could do better than that. I sounded like, oh, do you want to go to Great Adventures? Well, I don't know. Do you want to hear from God in your life? Come on, give me an affirmative. Heck yeah. I want to give you two things real practical, two things that I live by. Two things, and then I want to give you two things on how you can cultivate hearing from God. How you can cultivate hearing from the voice of God. You don't ever have to live your life again, a day in your life, not hearing from God. 
You don't ever have to make a decision again without hearing from God. Today, God is empowering each and every single one of us here in this uh, auditorium to hear from him. And so two things I want to give you. How do you hear God's voice? And how do you know if something is from God? Those are two, two good questions. How do I hear God's voice? And number two, how do you know if something is from God? So the two things I want to give you about how to hear God's voice is found in Luke chapter 10, verse 38. And look what it says. It says, Mary sat down at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. Now watch this. But a few things are needed, Jesus responded, and indeed only one. Mary has watched chosen what is better. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Here's what I want to tell you, Kuhau, on this beautiful morning, that if you ever want to hear from the voice of God personally, it has to become a priority. If you ever want to hear the voice of God personally, you have to make the voice of God a priority. See, Mary, Mary had a lot of choices, but in reality, she had no other choice. Why? Because she valued hearing from God. See, the Bible says that she chose what is better. She chose what? The first verse says it, 39. Sitting at the Lord's feet and listening to what he said. And so us as a church community, as a body of believers, we have to prioritize hearing from God. So what does that mean? Practical number one. Practicality number one. Here it is. Write this down. Number one, set an appointed place and time. Is that, is that practical or what? Oh, Pastor Roy, I thought I was going to have to speak in tongues. I thought I was going to have to know all the scriptures in the Bible. No, here, here, here. Set an appointment, appointed place and time. Look at the person next to you. Tell them, set an appointment. Tell them, set an appointment. See, because, I, listen, I, I love coming to church. I love coming to church. The Bible says that don't forsake the gathering of the believers. It says do not forsake the gathering of the believers like some have. I love coming to church. I love worshiping with the body of Christ. I love hearing a message from this altar. I, I brag about this church in the sense where I know that, man, we get fed very, very good in this church. I hear Will Kitchen preach last week and his, his message touched my life. The week before we learned on our giftings by Maylene, uh, we bring Jordan Durso here. We're going to hear great messages from this altar. But can I be honest with us, Kuhau, if, if the only time we hear from God is from the altar, we're missing out on all that God has for us. Somebody ought to give God some praise there. See, we can worship public, publicly. We can worship together. We can hear from God collectively. But listen, if you ever want to hear from God personally, you have to make hearing from God a priority. So I have to set an appointed place and I have to set an appointed time. We see this in the scriptures. When Jesus in Luke chapter 5, look what it says. I want to give you some examples here. As often as possible, Jesus withdrew to out, to out of the way places for prayer. You know what, when it happened, the disciples would look at Jesus and they'd be like, yo, Jesus, why is it that you spent hours hearing from God and minutes performing God's work? Hmm. He says, you spent hours hearing from God. Jesus says, I only say what my father tells me to say. Guess what he was doing? He was hearing from his father. And I don't know about you, but can I give a little secret? If Jesus had to hear from his father up in heaven, 
you do. Can someone shout amen? Right? And so uh, we look at it again in Luke chapter 22. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw away. And what did he do? He knelt out and prayed. And prayer, by the way, is not just speaking to God. It is not just a monologue. Prayer is a two-way street. Prayer is you speaking to God, but also God speaking to you. Number th- uh, uh, Third verse, Mark chapter 1, verse 35. And rising very early in the morning while it was dark, he departed and went out to a what? Desolate place, and there he prayed. Matthew chapter 14, verse 23. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself and prayed and prayed. When evening came, he was there alone. He stood there all day praying. He spent time hearing from the voice. I, I, listen, I, listen to me, Kuhau. I don't want to just speak to our visitors today. I don't want to speak to our family members today. I want to speak even to our leadership today. Listen, if you're not setting an appointment with God, you're missing it. The most important person you need to set an appointment with is God. You need to take, I'll say, I'm going to set an appointed time and I'm going to set an appointed place. Jesus said, set an appointed time many times in scripture. He withdrew. And here's the deal. Write this down. If you miss appointments, missed appointments would lead us to disappointments. Missed appointments will lead us to disappointment. You know what disappointments is? Unmet expectations. You know when you're most disappointed? When expectations that you had weren't met. And so missed appointments with God lead to disappointed lives. Why? Because you're never going to fulfill the expectation of who God has called you to be if you're missing out the appointments that he has for you. So I want to give you some practicalities here. I just want to give you some practical stuff. Set this week, hear me, set an appointed place and set an appointed time. For me, it's different. You know, I, I, for me, I set my time. Maybe for you, it might be different. Can you set the time that you are at your best. How many night people do we have in the house? I'm a night person. Night person. Night person. Me and my wife, we're barely safe before 8 o'clock. Barely safe. Don't invite us to your house at 8 o'clock. It won't happen. Invite us a, you can invite us to your house at midnight. We'll show up. We'll show up. Like, what's up? What's going on? We're night people. That's what it is. You know? Just ask a Mariah. She was with us last night. Outside till 1 o'clock in the morning. Hallelujah, holla back. <laughs> Listen, we're night people, right? So, so, hey, relationships helping you out right now. Set an appointed place and time to pray with your spouse. If you're single right now and your boyfriend and girlfriend doesn't want to pray for you, you better start praying for them. <laughs> God bless you guys. I'll see you. you're a follower of Jesus, can you set an appointed place and an appointed time? And and so for me, you know, for me, first thing I do, I want to, the first thing I do when I wake up is spend the first couple of hours of my day speaking to God and hearing from his voice. Before I even speak to my wife, there's some people that have, that have, that have texted me and I haven't been able to respond and it's because I'm hearing from God. Uh, and so I take from 9 a.m. to uh, 11 a.m., and I'm just, I'm hearing from God. 
I take those first two hours of my day. And okay, Pastor O, you're a pastor, you know, that, that, you know, that doesn't work for us. Where, hey, take some time. See, sometimes because we can't do the ultimate version of it, we do no version of it. And so, I, hey, start somewhere. Just because you can't go ham on the first week doesn't mean that you can't get started. Just because you can't chop the tree in one day doesn't mean that you can never chop that tree. So what do you do? Just take, hey, I'm going to take 15 minutes of my time. So my time, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to be transparent. I have two places where I meet with God. This is my set up my appointment. One of them is the restroom. Some of the most anointed sermons that you've heard from this pulpit have come from the restroom. God is speaking to me. I know, I know, I know. I light up the candles. I have candles in my restroom. I light them up. And I just got to lock myself. Mothers, you know what I'm talking about. You can't get away from your kids. You, you, know, you, know, you know exactly what that you're using the bathroom and they knocking on the door one minute after you use the restroom. You know what I mean? Lock yourself in a room and say, this is my time with my daddy. I love uh, when I visited Sheila's house earlier this year. And she had an altar. And I, I call it an altar, but it was her place. I wish I had a picture of it, but it was her place where it was like, it was for her, it had pillows. It was a little closet that she turned into her war room. It was a little closet that she turned into her prayer station. And so for me, it's the restroom and it's the corner couch. That's why sometimes when you walk into my restroom, you feel the anointing of God. Because I pray in that restroom. I'm hearing from God in that restroom. Some of the most anointed Texas messages that you ever had came from hearing from God. And so, it's the corner couch in my house. You set an appointed time and you set an appointed place. And so again, maybe for you it's, I'm going to take 15 minutes of my, of my day. Maybe it's in the evening. Marriages, relationships. Can you say this week, hey, we're going to take about 15 to 20 minutes. 20 minutes. You know 20 minutes will go like this? In the presence of God. You know, well, what do I do? What do, what, what do I do? Hey, why don't you share with God what's in your heart? Hey, 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 here, here, here. You don't have to pray for Indonesia in Africa that day. Pray whatever's in your heart. Can I get you started real quick? Well, Pastor, I don't know what to pray. Pray whatever's in your heart. You don't have to pray for the president that day. Pray for whatever's in your heart. You don't have to pray for me that day. Pray for whatever's in your heart. You will see when you start cultivating a, 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 a culture, when you start cultivating your ear to hear the voice of God, God will put in your heart. God will start talking to you. God will start sharing some things with you. he say, hey, you need to pray for this person that you haven't forgiven. You need to pray for this person that hasn't forgiven you. You need to pray for this person that looked at you sideways. You need to pray, pray for that person that cut you off on your way to church and you cursed them out on your way to church. You need to pray for that person. God will put it in your heart. Here, you want to hear the voice of God? Here, here's it. Write down what you think he will say when you're talking to him. Write down. How many got a notepad on their cell phone? Everybody, right? Write down. Write this down right now. <laughs> write down what you think God is saying to you. Read one chapter a day and say, God... This is what I believe, well, Pastor Roe, I don't know if that's God. I don't know if that's, hey, listen, you're never going to know if it's God until you start doing it. You start writing things out. So for me, I start writing what I believe God is sharing with me that day. 
So if I'm praying about a certain person, what do I believe the will of God is? Well, the will of God for you is maybe to love that person. Well, hey, man, maybe, maybe you need to, this is what I believe God is saying. I believe God is saying to me that I should reach out to that person. I, I believe what God is saying to me, maybe I should get more involved. I believe what God is saying to me is that this person is bringing the worst out of me and they're not making me more like Christ. And so maybe I need to have some distance here while I get good and then I can come back to it. I need to hear from God. Because if I'm not developing an ear to hear God's voice, you're never going to be able to hear God's voice. See, because so many times when we're on the go, listen, how many, how many read the scripture, pray without ceasing? Amen? We, we pray without ceasing. That means that we have to constantly pray. But that can't be the, the, the foundation of hearing from God. See, if, if me and my wife would only talk on the go and our intimacy was only on the go and the only time we spoke was on the go, it would have dramatic effects on the dynamics of our relationship. You know what I can't do to my wife? I can't call my wife and pretend I'm someone else. Why? Because she can hear who's speaking to her. <laughs> you know, when I call my wife, I don't go, hey, it's your husband, Rolando. Why? Because she has already been accustomed to hearing the voice of God. And, and that's what God wants to cultivate because many times we're waiting to hear God on the go and God is waiting for you to say no to a couple of things so that you can hear directly what he wants to share from you. If you want to hear God personally, you have to make hearing his voice a priority. And so, and so uh, they interviewed a UFC fighter and, and they asked him, how is it through all the noise and through all the chaos that you're able to hear your coach give you instructions how is it that you're able to hear from your coach I mean 20,000 people are screaming the referee is shouting all the other coaches are yelling how is it that you can hear your coach and the UFC fighter he says man I hear his voice every day in practice he goes every day he's telling me now go to mount now turn around Use your underhooks. Every day I'm hearing my voice, uh, the voice of my coach from the morning to the afternoon. Tuesday comes, I'm hearing his voice from, to, from the morning to the afternoon. Uh, Wednesday, I'm hearing his voice from the morning to the afternoon. Guess what? When it's time that I am in the fight, his voice comes piercing like a missile through every single noise, through all the chaos, through all the yelling. I can hear the voice of my coach. Let me tell you, Christ uncensored, you, you want to hear the voice of God? Let me tell you something. The only way you're going to hear him through the chaos, the only way you're going to hear him through the trouble, the only way you're going to hear him through the storm, is by setting an appointed place and time and you're going to hear the voice of your shepherd. Is there anybody here that knows that I've been through the storm and I heard the voice of my shepherd? That I've been through the trials but I've heard the voice of my shepherd? Number two, get rid of unnecessary, did I say that right? Unnecessary <laughs> distractions. Get rid of unnecessary distractions. But Martha, in Luke chapter 10, look what it says. But Martha was distracted with much serving. 
Martha was distracted with much serving. And this is why I speak to our leaders and all our volunteers. If we're not hearing from God, we will get burned out. See, because if you're serving even in your own strength, you're going to get burned out. If you're serving other people as a job, task, function, you're going to get burned out. But when I'm connecting with my father, what I do in service is an overflow of what I've connected to him. I could quickly see someone's life, someone's spiritual life depleting when they're being burnt out. Because they're not connecting with the Father. You know why pastors, can I be honest even about pastors? I've seen pastors burn out. I can't tell you how many pastors say, Pastor Rowe, I struggle with my prayer life. Pastors that have come and they have shared with me, Pastor Rowe, i got to be honest, my, 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 my alone time from hearing, my, uh, hearing God is, is weak right now. And listen, I'm not telling you that we're not going to have those weak moments because we are. Without a doubt, there's going to be moments. But we can't live our everyday life full of distractions and letting our eyes get captivated by what swings in front of us instead of being captivated by the one who created us. And so get rid of all distractions. But Martha was distracted, hear me, with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you care? That's called burnout. Do you care? That my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. But the Lord answered her. Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. I want you to catch the picture here. And and, and please hear me. You have Martha, she's serving, she's working, she's in ministry, she's doing the work of the Lord. Hear me, she's doing the work of the Lord. She's she's preparing a meal for Jesus. Jesus is speaking. Jesus is communicating. Jesus is speaking life. And Mary is hanging on every word that Jesus is saying, but catch this, the voice of God, the voice that was speaking life into the very being of her sister was actually background noise to her life. See, I can't tell you how many times in my own life have I allowed God's voice to become background noise to my life. This is why sometimes we even come to church and God is speaking to us. God is sharing. God is speaking. God is declaring. God is prophesying through men and women of God. But all the voice of God has become to some of us in our lives at times is background noise. And so God is speaking, but it's, see, If you want God to hear you, if you want to hear God frequently, you got to tap into the frequency. See, Mary was tapped in. <laughs> Mary was tapped in. And, and many times, hear me, hear me, this is, this is going to change your life. If you catch this, this will change your life. Many times, God's voice is simply background noise for your life. That's all it is. He's speaking, you come into church, you're doing you're serving, you're even clapping, you're, 
We're not here to judge someone, but these are realities that I've experienced myself. But God's voice is, is not, has no impact on your life, has no impact on my life because it's just background noise. And other people are getting blessed, and other people are growing spiritually, and other people are moving forward, and other people are hanging on every word that God says, but you're just allowing God's voice. It's not that God is not speaking, it's just that your ears have become deaf to his voice. It's just background noise. It's just like the TV on in the background. It's just like music playing in the background. You're not hearing the lyrics, you're not hearing the words. Here is God in the flesh speaking life into the life of Mary. And, 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 and Martha could have just in into that and what Martha did was allowed it to become the background instead of the forefront Whew. how many times have we allowed myself I can't tell you how many times I've looked back at my life and I said man yeah that was the time that I allowed God's voice to become background noise to my life and I think that Jesus is telling us some of us today my God, my God, Martha, Martha, don't you get it, Martha? Don't you get it, Martha? Martha, don't you get it that this voice is the voice that spoke life into existence? You've allowed the voice that spoke life into existence to become background noise? You allowed the voice that allowed animals to roam in the world to become background noise? You allowed the, the, the voice that set the world into motion to become background voice? The only voice you ever need to hear and you'll be okay is the voice of God. Martha, Martha, you are troubled by many things, but only one thing is important. Only one thing should be the center of your focus. All things are peripheral, but you have allowed my voice to become secondary. And if you're ever going to live the kind of life that God has called you to live, you have to say, I have to tap in to the frequency if I want to hear God frequently. I hope this is ministering to someone in this place. If it is, you can make some noise in this house. But pastor, I'm too busy. I'm too busy. I'm too busy, pastor. You don't know my life. I have so much to do. Pa brother, sister, mister, ma'am, if you're too busy to hear from God, you're too busy. It's just too busy. Because busyness can be the greatest barrier to hearing God's voice. See, because activity doesn't equal productivity. And you can never truly be productive unless you're doing the very thing that God has called you to do. See, the world, I've said this before, the world will tell you that you can be anything you want, but God will tell you, no, you can be everything that I've called you to be. And you can have so much activity in your life that you are actually ineffective in life. God says, if you are too busy to hear my voice, you're just too busy. And so this week, I think that as a church community, we can say, I'm going to take this time to shut off the cell phone, shut off the TV, turn off the notifications, Put the do not disturb sign and say, this is my time with God. I'm going to cut off, get rid of all the distractions, and I'm going to set an appointment with God. I'm praying that all of us in this place, come on, is there anybody here that says, God, I'm going to put you as my priority in life. If you, are, if, you're, if you believe that with me, give God some praise. As the worship team comes up, I want to give you five. How do I know, how do I know if, if, if God is speaking to me? 
If I'm making room for God in my life, if I'm making a priority to hear from God, how do I know? I'm going to give you five handles today. Write these down as the worship team comes up because I really believe that God's going to speak to you today. But there's some people here that God wants to set free. There's some, there's some things that have been holding you back, and those are the distractions that have been uh, getting in the way of you hearing from God. Because God's voice has ended up becoming background noise to us. But I want to give you five, five handles uh, to hearing the voice of God. Job chapter 33, verse 14. Look what it says. This is a crazy verse. It says, for God speaks again and again. But people do not recognize it. God speaks again and again. See, <laughs> he was speaking throughout that whole time that Martha was distracted. But it was just background noise. He speaks in dreams, in visions of the night when deep sleep falls on people as they lie in their beds. He says, I speak to you even when you're sleeping. I'm speaking. I'm going to speak to you in dreams. I'm going to speak. He says, if you want to hear from me frequently, get into the frequency. So every day I'm hearing the voice of God. I'm training my ear to hear the voice of God. I'm writing down what I think he's saying. I'm sharing what's on my heart that day. And I'm developing in the same way I developed the skills to hear my beautiful wife. You're so gorgeous. I've learned how to hear her. I used to think I had to fix you, baby. <laughs> You've been, I've been set free, right? Shandaloa. You can learn how to hear the voice of your, the lover of your soul. You can learn how to hear the voice of the lover of your soul. And how do I recognize if it's the voice of God or if it's the pizza I ate last night? How do I know if this is God or if it's the devil? Because you know the devil sounds like God, right? Did you know that? Did you know that the devil sounds like God? Many things we think the devil is just going to come and tell you the opposite of what God says. No, he never does. Here, here's the proof. When God, when Moses threw the rod and it turned to a snake, what did Pharaoh's servants do? They threw their staff and it turned to a snake. See that? When the snake spoke to Eve, what did he say? Did God really say? He actually said the same thing that God said. He said, you would, he, look, what, look what the devil said. He said, you will become like God, knowing good and wrong. He said the same exact thing God said with a little twist. The devil sounds like God. So how do I know? And he, here's, here's, here's how you know if this is of God. Number one, does it agree with God's manual? Everybody shout manual. Does it confirm what the Bible says? 1 Timothy chapter 3 says the whole Bible was given to us by inspiration from God and it's useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives and straightens us up to help us do what is right. He says, how do I know if something's of God? Is this, is me God? Here's how I know. Does it align with God's word? Is this, does this sound, you want to know what God sounds like? Read the Bible. Because the Bible sounds a whole lot like God. And the reason I know often, more times than not, if something is from God, that if it goes against what the word of God says, I know it's not from God. God's not going to ask you to do something that goes against the very word that he's given us. So does it align with the manual? Number two, does it model? Everybody shout model. Does it model Jesus' example? Does it make me more like Jesus? 
Hey, should I take this job opportunity? Well, will it help me make more like be more like Jesus? Hey, should I should I should I marry this person? Hey, will it make you be more like Jesus? Does my wife is she gonna move me forward to God or is she gonna pull me back? Now, once you're married, hey, you better make that work. But if you're single and you need to make that decision, can I ask, hey, is this person making me more like Jesus? Is this job going to make me more like Jesus? Is this opportunity going to make me more like Jesus? Number three. Oh, no, before we go that, it says, For we have been called for his purpose since Christ also suffered, leaving you an example to follow in his steps. Number three. Is it confirmed by mature members of my church, family, and mentors? Is it confirmed by the people of God that are spiritually mature in your life to mentor you? There are some people that don't come to church. You know why? Because they don't want to be held accountable. Can I keep it real? Crew out. If you could select your mentor, I'd be like, yo, I want T.D. Jakes to be my mentor. <laughs> but guess what? T.D. Jakes is not my mentor. He doesn't even know I exist. I love me some T.D. Jakes. If I, I, I love Stephen Furtick, one of our, my favorite speakers. I would want him to be my mentor, but he's not. But here's what I've learned throughout the years. Woo, this is going to change your life. That the mentors I have in my life, I believe they're God-given. What does that mean? That what my mentor tells me is as if T.D. Jakes spoke to me. When my mentors speak to me, it's like Stephen Furtick just called me on the phone and said, this is the advice I give you. So who's the person that you look up to? Who's the person that you're like, man? This person is. So when Russell Hodgins, who is my mentor, when, when uh, Tony Langston, who is one of my mentors, when they speak to me, it's as if T.D. Jakes spoke to my life. Why? Because that's the T.D. Jakes that God has put in my life. Because that's the Stephen Furtick that God has put in my life. Because that's the Joe Osteen, that's the Judah Smith, that's the, that's the, that's the mentors that God has put in my life. So I take it. As if the person that I've most desired to be my mentor just spoke to me. So does it confirm by mature members of my church family? I, I need, hey, hey, guess what? When my pastor told me not to pursue Lisa, my pastor told me not to pursue Lisa, I didn't pursue Lisa. It was only, oh, Pastor Rowe, for real? You're going to let somebody run your life? No, but I believe that if that person's in my life, they're in my life for a reason. And even when I disagree with that person, God is speaking through them. And God will never punish me for honoring the man of God that's been placed over my life. Ah! I don't even know what ah meant, but it was good. Is it consistent with the way God molded me? Oh, yeah. Is it consistent with the way God molded? Everybody shout molded. Is it consistent with the way God molded me? 
the word says you can be anything you want to be, but God says you can be what I've created you to be. Romans chapter 12, verse 6. Romans chapter 12, verse 6. God has given each of us the ability to do certain things well. He hasn't given everybody the ability to do everything well. But God has given you an ability to do something well. What does that mean? Hey, is this, is this according to my mold? Is this, is this according to my mold? Is this in the vein? There are things that God has, is, is, is putting on your lap that you're like, oh, no, this is not for me because this is not my ultimate calling. But, but this is what's preparing you for your calling. So is this according to my mold? Is this in the avenue that God has for me? How many thank God that Drew is worshiping and singing today? How many thank God that Emily is singing and worshiping today? How many thank God that Bianca is singing and worshiping today? How many thank God that Bianca is not rapping? You know what I mean? She's flowing in the mold that God has for her. Last one, and definitely not least, how do I know if something's from God? How do, God, is this from you? Do you sense God's peace of mind? Philippians chapter 4 says, And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33, For God is not a God of confusion, but a God of peace. Is it causing turmoil? Is it causing problems? And I'm not saying that anything, everything is without a fight, but it, it, it is saying, listen to me, there are some, I remember this one guy, he's like, Pastor Roe, can you cover me spiritually? I'm going to start my own ministry, can you cover me? And I was just like, you know what, let me pray about it, but I don't see any problem with that. I, I feel like you're an honorable person. And I went and I heard from God and God said no. Can you imagine that conversation? Hey man, I went to the Lord, and the Lord didn't give me peace of mind today. I love you, brother. I'm so sorry, but I can't cover you. Oh, you can't, you can't cover my, no, I'm sorry, I can't. The Lord didn't give me peace of mind. I don't decide who I'm going to cover or not. God decides. And could you imagine me moving forward on a, as if God said yes when God said no? Whew. See, some of us are not dealing with problems. We're dealing with consequences. We're not dealing with problems. We're dealing with consequences. And so your consequences are ultimately a result of going, saying yes when God says no. So does it give you peace of mind? Is it peace in your soul, peace in your spirit? I'm going to believe this is of God. God is saying, before you can even start recognizing my voice and knowing with precision, precision that this is me. Listen to me. I believe this week there's going to be people in this church that are going to receive revelation from God. And they're going to say, Pastor Ro, God spoke to me this week, Pastor Ro. God, Pastor Ro, I heard the voice of God. God told me, say, he, God said yes, and I moved forward. Pastor Ro, I was going to say yes when he said no, and now I'm saying no to what I originally said yes to. Pastor Ro, my life is changed because I'm hearing the voice of God. 
brethren, sister, the greatest thing I could ever tell you is learn how to hear the voice of God for yourself. to hear the voice of God for yourself. God is speaking. Let's tap into the frequency. I'm going to ask you to get up on your feet today. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Our mission here at Christ Uncensored House of Worship is to love God, love people, and love life. Kuhau is a place where our story is still being written. Together, we can do more than we can ever do alone. If this message has encouraged you and you wish to partner with us in taking this message all across the world, go to kuhau.com slash give or follow us on any social media platform. Thank you in advance for your support and generosity. Come and begin a whole new journey with us.